0: heard of a missionary who was sitting in her uh, apartment and she was uh, had a window open and she was going through some letters and there was a letter from home uh, and it was a note of encouragement and a crisp new $10 bill and as she was kind of holding that bill and reading that letter she noticed outside, right outside her window, kind of a rather shabbily dressed man and And it just kind of prompted her. She said, you know, he looks like he's in much greater financial need than I am. And so she said, well, what can I do? So she quickly got an envelope and she put that $10 bill on that envelope and sealed it and wrote on the outside of that envelope, don't despair. And she kind of tossed it out the window and it landed right there in front of him and he picked it up and. Looked at it and opened it up. And and he looked up at the window and smiled and nodded his cap. And off he went. And she just kind of felt so good, you know. Had just kind of been able to do something nice. And Well, she was surprised, though, the next day. Next day, she's coming out of her apartment. She's there on the street. And and this man comes running up to her. Same guy, same shabbily dressed guy and all this. And he hands her this wad of dollar bills and stuff. And she looks at him and says, well, what's this? He said, it's your winnings, lady. Don't despair. Paid off five to one. You <laughs> you know, Oh, right. uh, well, listen, I can't say some of you may need to explain that to somebody else near you. They may not have got that. But I, I can't guarantee you that every act of kindness is going to pay off that way or pay off immediately or even be appreciated. But I can tell you. That kindness is one of those character qualities. As we've been going through the fruit of the Spirit, those character qualities that God wants to develop and display through our lives. That's one of the characteristics that God wants to develop and display through our lives. Colossians 3.12 says that as God's chosen ones, as his children, as his followers, we are to put on, among other things, kindness. And, of course, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness kindness is is to be a mark of our life as a follower of jesus christ kindness has been described simply as love and action Love and action. Uh, the, the kindness is, is kind of putting feet and, and action and activity to uh, our love, our compassion, our care for other people. And But maybe you may be thinking, well, listen, in a world that we live in, when everybody sometimes seems to be out for themselves or uh, putting down this group or positioning against this or uh, threatening a lawsuit or whatever it might be, I mean, I mean wh- why should I be kind? Why should I be kind? And, and, and just think about this for a few moments with me, if you would. And maybe the first reason and the biggest reason is that God is kind to us. Yeah, God is kind to us. Isn't that what Scripture tells us over and over again? Luke 6, but love your enemies. And do good, Jesus said, in land, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Aren't you glad this morning that God is kind to us, even when we're ungrateful, even when we act uh, not with evil and malice, perhaps? Paul wrote to the Romans, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, even as as we looked at God's patience last week, that that, that patience is to lead us to to repentance, his kindness, his kindness to us is to lead us to repentance, and and how we've been rejoicing this summer, and God's been moving in so many uh, uh, areas, even through the victory sports camps uh, here locally uh, this past week, and we saw children come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, and that is our desire even for many of you here this morning, that the kindness of God would lead you to repentance, to trust in in God's perfect provision for us in Jesus Christ. I'm kind. I'm called to be kind because God has been so kind to me. I mean, we're so blessed, are we not? And it is just because of the kindness of of our God. But not only is God kind to us, but God commands it. I mean it's not like if you ever get around to it or you have nothing better to do, be kind, but, but it's something that God commands. We already mentioned Colossians 312 where we're to put on kindness. Ephesians 4. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you kindness is not an option it is a command it is a command of god who has been so kind to us to those who name his name god commands it and it's honestly how i want to be treated isn't how you want to be treated don't you want to be treated with kindness and that golden rule that that jesus taught so whatever you wish that others would do to you do also to them For this is the law and the prophets. You want to be treated with kindness? And who among us doesn't need kindness, right? Then send that out. Send that out. Treat others with kindness. Some folks talk about the law of the echoes, you know. It's the law of the echoes, you, you, some of you have been in those situations, whether it's a canyon or a cave or, or just a certain room that just seems to, to be alive and you, you say, hello, you know, and, hello, 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 right? You know how that goes, right? Or whatever you say. I don't know why we say hello, but or we say hello or something. But in many ways, that, that's how life works, isn't what it? It is What you send out tends to be over time what comes back to you. As I send out kindness, as I treat others with kindness, it it very often echoes back uh, toward me. It's how you want to be treated. But let me just suggest one other reason that uh, we might want to consider to put on uh, the kindness that Christ commands, and that is that we have benefited. We have benefited from the kindness of others, I, I think of uh, the writings of Paul. And you know, sometimes we look at Paul, we think this this, this super saint, you know, this this uh, aggressive evangelist, this bold person of faith, and and surely he didn't he didn't need anything. But if you read his letters, time and time again, what you find is that he benefited from the kindness of others that there were so many others and sometimes they're unnamed, sometimes it's a name and maybe that's the only time we see it or one of the few times we see it in a letter, but it is somebody poured into his life. One example, 2 Timothy 1. May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus. Here's this guy who who came and Paul's in prison and he searches Paul out and he, he He comes and ministers to him and and treats him with great kindness when Paul is in chains. And Paul understood that. Paul understood that. And and as I was preparing this message, you know, you come to a a point like this and it just causes you to pause. And and you, you think. You think about your life. And you think about all the people who have treated you with kindness all that you have benefited from from growing up years uh, people who put up with you and tolerated you and treated you with kindness Scott we were just in the back there a moment ago talking about the Kansas City area and uh, some time spent out there and and just some folks out there that treated me with such kindness Mm -hmm. so many of you here just the years we've been been so blessed you have just so been so kind so kind and i i just think of that that old saying you've heard me talk about it before of if you see a turtle on a fence post you know it didn't get there by itself right (laughs) and and that's that's my story and your story and uh we didn't get where we are by ourselves we have all been blessed benefited by the kindness of others All those reasons and so many, many more are why kindness should be a mark of a follower of Jesus Christ. But what does it look like to live that out? I mean, how do I display kindness? How do I put love in action? And if, if you'll forgive me for being a preacher here today, we'll just have lots of S's here. We'll run all these S's uh, together here. Don't uh, often do that, but it just worked out that way today. Just some things that may help us to think about how we can display kindness. And the first is certainly to be sensitive. To be sensitive. Philippians 2, 4, a verse we've looked at several times in this series. For each of you, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of Others. Those who, who display kindness are those who kind of have their radar up. They're, they're, they're attuned. They're they're seeking to be sensitive. They're they're even perhaps even praying. God, help me to help me to have eyes open this today. Help me to, to, to be aware and to, to see people, not just as, as transactional units, but as people who matter to you. And and Lord, help me, help me to be tuned in today, tuned in to you, and tuned in to what's going on. in the lives of other people. This, This is one thing I can just guarantee you for this upcoming week. Everyone you meet this week needs kindness. Everyone you meet this week, whether they are having the greatest week of their life or the worst week of their life, or just kind of an ordinary week with ups and downs, everybody's got challenges. Everybody's got things going on in life. Everybody you meet needs kindness. Everybody you meet needs kindness. There's a great biblical example of this, uh, the, this principle. And, and I think about it in the, in the life of David. David becomes king. And in 2 Samuel 9, He's finally, he's been all these years on the run and Saul has been seeking his life and and Saul now was killed in battle and David is ascending to the king and and he's kind of consolidating power, if you would. And, And as he comes together, think about all the things he had on his agenda, all the things that were pressing for his time and mental bandwidth and attention and energy and all of those things, but in the midst of all of that busyness, maybe in the midst of just even being able to take a deep breath and celebrate a little bit and all of those things. What does David do? If you go to 2 Samuel 9, you'll find David ask a question. Is there anybody left of Saul's household that I can show kindness to? Because he remembered the kindness of his friend Jonathan. And he discovers that Jonathan had a son, a son with a physical handicap, Mephibosheth. And he reaches out to Mephibosheth. And he makes provision for him through a servant. And he he says, You're going to eat at the king's table. He looked for somebody that he could show kindness to. What would it be like this week? If you and I entered into this week and said, Lord, show me somebody I can show kindness to this week. Lord, help me to walk through this week with a heightened sensitivity to the fact that everybody I meet needs kindness. Lord, help me to be sensitive to the opportunities to display the kindness of God this week. To display kindness begins with being sensitive, but it'll continue on as I choose to be supportive. As I choose to be supportive, Proverbs fifteen four: A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. The message paraphrase puts it this way: Kind words heal and help; cutting words wound and. Mame. I, I don't know about you, but it just sometimes it, it wears me out listening to some of the stuff on on TV and cable news, and I don't even go to talk radio and that sort of thing, right? Because I mean, it, it's just it, it seems like we're all, there's always uh, tearing down and putting down and attacking and all of these things. And in a world like that, and I mean, you know, social media can be the same way. You know, there can be uh, you know, we, we can get into Twitter wars and all of this all of this nonsense. Man, in a world like that, we need people who are going to build people up rather than tearing them down. You know what I found? The world tears us down enough, right? The world tears us down. There's always somebody to tear you down. What would it be like if we really became men and women who said, I'm not going to join the parade of tearing down. I'm going to be those who build up. I'm going to look for a way to support. I'm going to look for a way to encourage. I'm going to look for a way to help someone take that next step forward. To be supportive. I have to be sensitive. I have to be aware of who's around me and what's going on in their life, what's their need. and I have to, to choose to be supportive. To build people up rather than tearing them down. But aligned with those is, is the third one. And that is to be sympathetic. To be sympathetic. If, I, if I'm really going to engage in kindness, and for some of us this is going to be a bit of a stretch. Because it's maybe, maybe not our natural wiring or maybe how we were even raised or, uh, in our growing up years, some of our formative years. But, but to, to tune in. What, what, is, what is going on in their life? Paul wrote to the Romans, rejoice with those who Rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Sometimes kindness is is coming alongside somebody and and just uh, being big enough and strong enough to to rejoice with them uh, when they're rejoicing. Sometimes it's about being tender enough to weep with someone who's weeping. But to be sympathetic enough, to be attuned enough to know what's going on. What's going on with them? To listen to the words, but to listen below the words. What's being said? What's not being said? What's kind of underneath some of those actions and some of those words? You see, strong people are strong enough to be sympathetic. To, to empathize with what someone's going through. Whether today finds them on top of the world and they're just looking for somebody to share the joy with or kind of at the bottom of a pit and they just need somebody to to feel with them and help them to begin to say there's hope, there's encouragement, there's a way out of this along the way. To be sympathetic. Go through the Gospels and read about the number of times that Jesus looked at people. And you'll find that expression, he had compassion on them. He had compassion on them. There there wasn't a stronger human being that walked the face of the earth than Jesus Christ. And yet he was strong enough to be sympathetic. He was strong enough to be compassionate. If you and I are going to display that kindness, it's going to be because we tune in to others. We are sympathetic. But the fourth one may seem different, but it's part of the package of kindness, if you will. And that is that sometimes in order to display kindness, we have to be straightforward. We have to be straightforward. Faithful, Proverbs says, are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy there is that that calling to be to be faithful at times and and even at times to, to to bring up the tough subject to address that which nobody else wants to address to point out that which 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 nobody else wants to point out or, or whatever it, it may be in life and and you know that that somebody told me years ago said we all have those bad breath areas of life <laughs> all right have you ever noticed about bad breath? Everybody around you notices it long before you do, right? I mean, if you got bad breath, you know, everybody else kind of like, whoa, right? I mean, dude, right? Uh, I've taken some kidding from this from Karen, my assistant, through the years, but, but it, it's just, it's just one, one of those principles of life. Somebody told me, if somebody offers you a mint, take it. <laughs> right? They may be trying to tell you something. They may be trying to tell you something, right? Sometimes we need somebody to love us enough to be straightforward, to be straightforward, (laughs) to tell us a hard truth, to bring up the subject. To be kind is to ask the question what is the most loving thing to do in this situation? What is the most loving thing to do in this situation? And sometimes the answer is comfort. But sometimes the answer is confront. Sometimes the most loving thing to do is to come alongside with comfort and how we need those people in our lives, right? But sometimes the most loving thing to do is you can get a mint. <laughs> but there's something that needs to be addressed. Sometimes in leadership circles, talk about it this way, to be unclear is to be unkind. To be unclear is to be unkind. Sometimes because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Very often because we're uncomfortable. We don't get straightforward. We don't speak clearly. And in some situations, to be unclear is to be unkind what is the most loving thing to do maybe it's comfort or maybe it's to confront maybe it's to be a faithful friend who is willing to wound in order to help you heal help you to get better sometimes kindness says i'm going to be straightforward fifthly Oh, two key questions. I'm sorry. I just about blew past that, didn't I? Two key questions. Am I really committed to this person's best interest? If I'm going to be straightforward with them, am I really committed to this person's best interest? That's a great question to ask. Some people are straightforward, but they're straightforward more about their agenda than your your need, right? They're just blunt. They're just rude. You know, whatever it is. It's not about your best interest. Am I really committed to this person's best interest? And then, am I making a hit and run, or am I going to be part of the process of change? You know, I mean, is this a drive-by, right? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just going to tell you what I think, and you deal with it, and I'm gone. That's not kindness. Kindness says, here's the situation. Let's explore some options. How can I help you? How can I come alongside you as you take that next step? How can I come alongside you as you address this issue? How can I support you in this? That's what it means to be kind when you're being straightforward. And then the fifth thing I'll just mention this morning, if I'm going to display kindness, I need to be spontaneous. I need to be spontaneous Galatians 6 so then as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith let me see and seize those opportunities that God has along the way and very often they don't show up on your schedule weeks in advance right sometimes you have that luxury Uh, But sometimes it is is in a spontaneous moment, uh, a moment of opportunity, that in this moment I can display kindness. In this moment I can put love in action. And, And here's the difference. See, at this point, good intentions don't count. Even having warm feelings or kind feelings don't count. We have to get around to it we we have to put that love in action we have to do something that actually displays kindness and a great biblical example of this you're familiar with the story so many of us luke chapter 10 luke chapter 10 jesus having this conversation and he's having this conversation about with this lawyer about the commandments and 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 love the lord your god with all of your heart and your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself and and the lawyer just kind of well let's 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 nuance the words here right He said, now, who is my neighbor? And Jesus, as he so often did, tells a story. Let me just read it to you again this morning. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he was journeyed, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Sounds a lot like Jesus. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Oh, now listen, there's lots of things there in that wonderful example. uh, But let me just pull out two for our purposes this morning. The first is this, kindness always costs. Kindness always costs. My guess is that Samaritan going down that road wasn't just saying, you yeah, know, I'm just kind of hanging out on the road today. i got nothing to do. And, I, you know, I'm traveling in the heat for no reason. And, and he, you know, he probably had places to go, things to do, people to see, just like all the rest of us, right? But there was an opportunity. And so it cost him his time. It cost him his energy. It cost him his resources as he bandaged the wounds. He could have come up with a thousand reasons. This isn't safe. This is just a trap. Or maybe the guys that did this to him are still around. All those things. Then he takes him to this place and he reaches into his own pocket and he pays money. And he says, if it costs more than this, you know I'm good for it. I'll cover it. Kindness always costs. It may cost you time. It may cost you interruption in your plans. It may be inconvenient. It may cost you money. Kindness always costs. The second thing I want you to see in this parable, this great example of spontaneity, is that busyness is a top contributor to our lack of expressing kindness. Well, oh, the other guys m- motored on down the road. May, I don't know why. Maybe they want to get involved. Maybe they had righteous religious reasons. You know, this body could be dead and I can't contaminate myself by touching a dead body. Maybe they were just too busy or whatever it is. You know, busyness busyness kind of gets in the way, doesn't it? When when I'm so busy, I become less sensitive. I I become less sympathetic. I'm, I'm certainly not open to spontaneity as much. So I have to be aware that busyness can work against kindness in my life. And I have to be intentional to say, God, help me to see and seize those opportunities around me. Help me to see and seize the the, the opportunity to display kindness along the way. Much like another lady that I heard about. Her name was Mary. Mary is... A woman in her late 30s. She's driving home one night with her two small children. It had been a very late night. They were involved in some activities that had gone way too long. It was rainy. She was reaching her neighborhood. She turns off the main highway, goes through the underpass, and suddenly on the side of the road she sees this old car jacked up, obviously in trouble. A man is diligently working on it. Sitting on the curb or the pouring rain was a woman with a baby and in her arms a small child beside her. Mary stops her car. Gets out to see whether she could help. Help, they said, was on the way. The man had phoned his brother. But nonetheless, Mary with her two children in tow insisted that the woman and the baby and the child join her and the two children in the car just to get out of the rain. Even to be able to to just get them dry and warm and encourage them. took two hours before the brother finally showed up. But Mary stayed with that family the whole time. A week later, there was a knock on Mary's door. When she opened it, there was the woman carrying a bouquet of paper flowers she had made, especially for Mary. <laughs> what was a sweet gesture. Mary didn't think a whole lot about that episode for years and years and years. And then about 15 years later, there was another knock on the door. Mary opens it up and it's that same woman again. <laughs> And she said, we we were just passing through the neighborhood, and I wondered whether you still lived here. And there's something I've always wanted to tell you. She said, "We, we come from Puerto Rico, you see. And very often when the people from Puerto Rico get together, they often tell each other stories about how mean some Americans have been to them. And when I hear the story like that, I always tell them about you. And I thought you'd like to know. It was said that the Romans sometimes confused two terms. Christos, which means Christ. And Christos, which was the Greek word here for kind or kindness. Wouldn't that be great if people in our day and age linked together followers of Christ and kindness wouldn't it be great if every time somebody started bashing Christians and followers of Jesus Christ that there would be person after person after person after person who could say I don't know about all that but let me tell you let me tell you about the kindness that was shown to me by one of those followers of Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be great if in our day and age that we so lived with with kindness that there there became that reputation of uh, I don't don't understand everything they believe, I don't even agree with everything they believe or teach, but this is what I know. This is what I know. They, They are unapologetic about what they believe, but they are some of the kindest people you'll ever meet they are people who put love in action could it be that our impact on the world and on our culture would be multiplied again and again and again if we stood in grace and truth unapologetically standing on truth but living with such kindness that it seemed extraordinary in a world of talk back, fight back, busyness, and overload. And so I ask you two questions as we close this morning. Who will you show kindness to this week? Maybe God's already laying some name or circumstance upon your life, upon your brain. Maybe God's just going to pop a spontaneous opportunity before you. And you're going to see it and seize it. Not only who, but how. How will you demonstrate kindness to them this week? What would it be like this week? If every person who walks in and out of this room in three services... Walked out this week and engaged in some acts of extraordinary kindness. What might God do through a people like that? Let's my heads together as we pray, please. Oh, Father, how we thank you for your goodness, for your kindness toward us, Lord. We truly are so blessed and father there there are so many many of us in this room right now who can can look back on our life and and look at the number of folks who have have reached out to us with extraordinary kindness often when we deserved it the least and needed it the most father we thank you for those who have loved us enough to be sympathetic and kind loved us enough to be straightforward and crystal clear thank you father for those people in our lives and lord i I just pray father would you move in each of our lives so that more and more we would become those type of people so that more and more people would see in us men and women who stand unapologetically for the truth of the gospel but who live with an extraordinary kindness Father, just pray. Pray that we would so live that the people we rub shoulders with would confuse Christ with kindness. Father, show us. Show us who and show us how to display kindness this week. As you just sit now before the Lord.